for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. In the month of February, so we'll be using four Wendy's to be teaching on Kingdom of God finances again. It'll be a little, uh, a little different this time. It may be a lot different, but uh, because we've covered a lot of things up till now over the different sessions we've had. Uh, we've looked at many, many scriptures to help ourselves to see that God's word speaks about it, what his will is for our life. And we'll still be looking at some more of those as we go through. We'll be looking at examples in particular. But this evening, we're sort of setting a, uh, a foundation, I guess I would say, for what we're going to be looking at this time. And it's a foundation that can be built upon. So we'll be sharing some basic things this evening, possibly some things we've gone over before, other new ones. But my desire is and point is that we'll see it as a review, but we'll see it as a foundation so we can pick up, pick up and go on from there and allow God to have his way. We'll be using the word of God to teach and to train ourselves. And that's what the Holy Spirit is good at, is using the Word of God. The Bible tells us He'll take the things of His and reveal them unto us. And He can reveal them unto us because we have the Spirit of God inside of us. And our choice is to have an ear to hear. We have the, as we call them, paddles on the side of our head, and we're used to hearing natural sounds, loud, loud noises, all kinds of things. But the Spirit of God is able to speak to us right inside. He certainly can speak to us with things we hear through our hearing as well. When somebody's ministering the Word of God and they're preaching in the English language or a language that you understand, well, our Spirit's able to receive that as well. But we're looking for the Holy Spirit, and I would encourage you to be looking for the Holy Spirit to show you things in particular, whatever we're sharing upon. And he's very capable of doing that. I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen it happen that way in your life before. Something that I may say on some note we're going over would mean this to you and that to the individual over there. Well, why would that be? Is the Holy Spirit confused? Not in the least. He knows exactly what you need, and he knows exactly what they need. And he can cause that to come to pass in their lives. So we'll be using his word throughout because that is what we have. That's what he gives us. The entrance of God's word giveth light. And so again, this is like a, a foundation for us to start with this evening that we will be building upon. Uh, and your first reference there is Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. So let us go there. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. One of the reasons I'm pointing that particular scripture out is that word said, we obviously are very early in the Bible here in Genesis 1, but that is the first use of the word said in the Bible right there. So when it says, and well, I will read it. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. When God says something, it's going to come to pass, whatever he declares. You and I need to become more familiar that what we say, we're saying on purpose with an, with an expected end, and then we, we begin to walk on that and flow that becomes a part of our life. We don't say some things if we don't want them. Now, when we're younger Christians, we may have blurted out a lot of things and then realized later, man, I messed that one up. I don't want that to happen. And even now, we can catch ourselves at times. Um, we're about to say something, or we might have even said it and said, no, I don't want that. You know, I cancel that right now in the name of Jesus. So, Because we're to believe that the things that we say shall come to pass. That's what God's design and intent is for us. And we can, we're made from him. He's the one that made us. The Holy Spirit is the one that trains us and equips us and all. And so this can happen. So we ought to believe that the things that we say are going to come to pass. 
James's notes up here if you'd like to have one. Is there anybody here that didn't get a note yet? Did you get a note, ma'am? Oh, you got one. Okay, very good. If you see somebody come in, don't happen to notice them, there's sheets right up front here. So we had to do the same thing, and God said we are doing the same thing, and we're going to see that as not only as we go through this foundation period tonight, but through many of scriptures, that God does things by saying. You and I do things by saying. So we'll look at the next verse listed there. It's in the same chapter. We'll get down to verse 22. God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. I read the verse, God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl and let fowl multiply in the earth. So God blessed how? By saying. Guess how you are going to bless? The Bible is replete with the number of times that it says, God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless, God said. And so we, as we want to improve in the kingdom of God, in the general area that we're talking about is finances in the kingdom of God, we want to have our words ordered aright, so to speak, that we speak in agreement with God's word and that we're saying these things. If you recall, you came into the kingdom of God by saying words. That if I shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth in the righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so we need to cooperate more fully as the Spirit of God begins to help us to see we, when we bless, we're saying something. When God blesses, he's saying something and doing something. So in the area of the blessing of God coming upon us in our lives in the area of finances, we need to and want to cooperate in speaking the word. God bless them saying... Be fruitful and multiplied and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. God bless by saying, you and I can bless by saying. If it's an individual that we're ministering to, if it's somebody else that we find that has a need or whatever, we need to, we're going to have our whole being, our spirit man is going to become involved. We're going to have an ear to hear what the spirit says unto us. And when we bless them, we're going to be saying something and declaring something. I drop down just a couple more verses. Verse 28. I'll read the reference first. Genesis 1 and 28 in the King James says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. There's a lot of meat in that one. God blessed them, and God said, that's what you and I are going to do. We're made in the image and likeness of God. We are the body of Christ on planet earth right now. When Jesus was here, the Christos, when he was here, he said and declared many things, and there's going to be multiple references we'll be able to use as we go through in the following weeks. Some we've used before already, but we'll look at them again. We may be bringing, using some vain, same verses, but bringing something out different that the Spirit of God begins to show us. God blessed them, and God said unto them. And so again, here's where we take our cue from. We bless by saying, and he said unto them. And he said what? He said, be fruitful and multiply. And so you could say, well, wait a minute now. Fruitful should be good enough. Why are we going to have multiplication? Because that's God. He has no lack. He wants us to operate from the mindset of no lack. I remember when Pastor was just sharing a week or so ago, talking about the disciples and the fishes in the boat. They're about to sink. Because they have so much. And like Pastor Ashley says, well, don't you know how much that boat should hold? Of course he knows how much that boat should hold. 
But it was an object lesson as well. It's overflow. And we'll see that throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament. And so God wants us, that's how we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're going to get away from the mentality of lack. There may be some lack in some of our lives right now. Well, we don't want to center on the lack. We want to center on the Word of God. That's what's going to change you and I. It says, the entrance of His Word giveth life. We need to cooperate with the Word of God and the Kingdom of God, allow it place in our life so that we can be changed. I'm sure there's some of us here in the congregation, quite possibly some of us, some here from the time that we've been doing this over several, several months in, in different sessions that have seen some changes in their life. Well, that's what's intended to happen. It says, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. So when the Bible says that, when God said and God blessed them, that's for you and I. We're to partake of that and see how that's going to fit into our life. <clears throat> Believe the things that you say will come to pass. God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And look at the last part of that. And have dominion. And pastor's been teaching on the kingdom of God for a while. That's one of the things is dominion and authority. And God wants us to see that. He wants us to hear that. Let it have an entrance into our life so we can be changed to cooperate with that. That's what we're going to need to do, be to cooperate with his word. <clears throat> All right, let's move over into the New Testament now to uh, Galatians 5. <clears throat> Galatians 5 and verse 6 is the reference. Galatians 5 and 6, I'll read the reference first. It says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. I've been talking about the Old Testament times. Now, the circumcision, that's not the answer. Uncircumcision is not the answer. But faith which worketh by love. Our faith in God, but our faith in God, faith in his word, faith in his teachings, what the Holy Ghost shows us, is only going to work if we choose to walk in love. And it's a choice we have to make uh, Brother James just got done sharing on some things along this line. We saw how that unforgiveness was a major impediment. And it will be. If we're not desirous, if we're not willing, if we're not yielding to the Word of God, and we won't forgive somebody else, I tell you, the best time to do that is immediately, as soon as it happens. So the adversary can't come along and cause you to be thinking on this. Well, they said this. Well, they did that. Well, they were actually wrong. Well, they may have been. But you don't want any unforgiveness in your life that's going to cloud things and allow, the, allow us not to hear the Holy Spirit clearly and then to be obedient and to obey him. So <clears throat> faith which worketh by love. You must walk in love to walk in the blessing. This is one of the reasons we bring this scripture out this evening. You must walk in love to walk in the blessing. If we're not walking in love and we have unforgiveness, that's going to be a hindrance. That's going to be an impediment to our walk, to our yielding, and to our hearing and seeing more. <clears throat> so we give, we give unforgiveness no place in our lives. We choose to forgive whatever the thing is. I mean... How many times have we had to go to God and he forgave us willingly, unlimited, if you will. That's always his nature and character. Well, we are his children. The Holy Spirit's our guide, our comforter, our teacher. Same with him. He would always be enabling us 
helping us to see, encouraging us to walk in forgiveness, to never give unforgiveness any part of our lives. Now, have we all done that at some time or another? More than likely, yes. But now, we need to make a decision. No, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to give place. That's the kingdom of darkness. That's not God's way. That's the adversary's way. He tries to get us that because he wants to hinder us. He does not want to see you and I walking in prosperity. He does not want to see you and I walking in more than enough. The boat's about to sink because we got so much. That's God's kingdom. That's what God's desire is for all of us. The adversary doesn't want to see that. The adversary doesn't want to see that at all. And so he's going to do what he can try to do in our lives. And we all may have little areas that still need some working on. Well, unfortunately, he knows that area. And so that's the one he'll try to trip us up on. And if he does, just repent. Say, God, forgive me. And go on from there. He, he knows our heart. The Spirit of God knows our heart, knows our willingness. And he'll be right there to aid us and help us. So in order to be walking in the blessing, which we will be talking about for several weeks here, we have to make the decision that we're going to walk in love, that we want to walk in love. <clears throat> Next line goes with it. You cannot talk the curse and walk in the blessing. And that's something all of us have to watch out for. We may see lack rear its head in one area of our life or whatever at one time for whatever that situation is. Well, we can't be, we don't want to be, let's put it this way, we do not want to be yielding our tongue to things that don't cooperate and go along with the word of God and that we're actually speaking a curse over our sides. You don't want to do that. We don't want to be doing that. It'll be a hindrance to us. So we cannot talk the curse and walk in the blessing. And then we have written there, change comes from the word of God. The change in you and I is going to come about not because we get really tough one day and we're going to stand tall and we're going to rebuke the devil and we're going to do this and do that. And that is a good thing to do. And I'm certainly not telling you not to do that. But we need to realize the word of God is what's going to make the change in our life. Look how probably all of us in the past, and if you haven't been here that long, that's okay. But in the past two years, the number of times the pastors ministered on the kingdom of God. Natasha played that song there when she ministered that time. I can see clearly now. There's many things we can see a whole lot more clearly now about the kingdom of God because he's been ministering on that because it was the word of God. And that's what's going to make the change in our lives. The church is, well, he's said it very capable before, the church has overlooked that, put it aside, I don't know quite what the reason, generally speaking, the church in general. But we need to recognize, that's what Jesus came to teach about and demonstrate was the kingdom of God, and he did an excellent job on it. <clears throat> and so that's what we receive. Change comes from the word of God and by the word of God. That's what <clears throat> intending to express there with that one. You choose the blessing with your mouth. Now you can choose the curse with your mouth also. I don't suggest you do that. That's not going to have good consequences. That's not going to be something good in your life. So we want to choose the blessing and the way that we choose the blessing is with our mouth. We'll not give place to the adversary trying to get us to talk the curse, trying to get us to talk lack, trying to get us to talk about somebody else when we haven't forgiven them or whatever. Those are all designed to be deterrents to keep you and I from walking in the kingdom of God and the will of God. God's design from the first book of the Bible to the last book of the Bible and everything in between is always abundance, more than enough. Whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, that is his will, that is who he is. And that's what he wants us to comprehend 
and walk in. And we will walk in it. We will definitely walk in it. <clears throat> you choose the blessing with your mouth by say so. Jesus spoke and said things. And when they were acted upon, the blessing was manifested. <clears throat> Let's look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. You say that's Old Testament. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 8. But God gives us record of the Old Testament, doesn't he? And we can learn much from the Old Testament. One saying, uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's inspired. I don't have a chapter and verse for it. That's for sure, but... I remember, I remember many, many years ago going to Bible school, this saying was there, and the fellow said that uh, in the Old Testament, the New Testament is contained. In the New Testament, the Old Testament is explained. They jive together. Well, how could that be? It's the same author. God is the one that inspired the prophets. God is the one that inspired everyone that listened to him and had an ear to hear on what to do and what to say. And so we can gain from there as well. Now, we do not just live in the Old Testament now because Jesus has come. We are in the New Testament. Better promises, better covenant. <clears throat> All right, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 8. We'll read down through this briefly. It says, It shall come to pass that if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. He has a desire for that. Now, it would do you good when you are reading just references like this or you're studying a particular scripture, to have an aid, have like a Bible study aid. Like, and I've mentioned this one before. You can use any one you want, but this Bible program I use, it's called E-Sword. It's absolutely free, and it's a fantastic tool. Uh, I believe it's, you can Google it anyhow, but I believe it's uh, esword.net. And they have it for all, all your different devices. But I mean, you can zero right down into the verse, whether you're talking Old Testament Hebrew, whether you're talking New Testament Greek, and you can get the meaning of that word. And many times, that helps us understand things better. Because we wouldn't have, and just reading the language that was in there, we might not have grasped these things. But when you see what the literal root and meaning of that word is, it can help us tremendously. In fact, I'll point that out a little later on down the sheet here. Okay, it said Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 8, so we'll continue reading. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. What do you suppose that word hearken might be? To give our attention to, to give our obedience to, if we hearken unto the word of God. It's one thing just to hear something striking your eardrum, and then it's gone 17 seconds later. But it's another thing when we're looking at his word, when we're reading his word, especially if he's directed us to a passage of scripture, and we're seeing revelation out of that, that we hearken to that, that we listen to it, we have an ear to hear. You take notes. Take notes is important. Say, why is he always taking about notes? I'm trying to impress upon you. It will help you. You will not always remember everything that's said, but I could say, I may say one thing this evening that somehow gets your attention. Make a note on it. How, however brief it's going to be, some little, draw a little figure, whatever you put down that's going to, later on, a couple of days later, you look at it, oh, 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 yeah, I wanted to look at that. And then the Spirit of God's the ones, that went, ones that's here to help us and guide us. He'll begin to show you what that means for you. 
<clears throat> so that's part of the importance of taking notes. <clears throat> blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Seems to be talking about a lot of blessing here. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, blessed thou shalt be in the field. Blessed is the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of the ground, and the fruit of the cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. You know, you got a little basket when you go into whatever, public or Windexia or something. You got a little basket to get things you want. Well, those are the immediate things. But you probably got a pantry or some kind of device at home where there's a few more things stored. It's a little bit more than that. Well, God's concerned about all of that. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in. And blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. So when you exit here this evening, remember you're walking in the blessing of God. You're walking in the blessing. The favor of God surrounds you. The angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us who are heirs of salvation? Absolutely they are. And then we call upon them when we need them. Many times we need them. Uh, two more. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thy hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. He giveth thee. He didn't selleth thee. He giveth thee. Now granted, this is the Old Testament, but he chose the land that he wanted them in and told them how and what they had to do to go possess it. No. And those that had a near to him, as Joshua whatever, they were obedient unto that word, and then God was enabled to bring that blessing upon him, his supernatural blessing. And he'll do the exact, it is his design to do the exact same thing for you and I today. Whatever our situation is, we need, we need to expand our thinking to be in agreement with the kingdom of God, and his kingdom is over us. And he's desirous for us to walk in abundance, meaning more than enough. That way you would be enabled. Your needs would be met. But then not only that, you're enabled now to have something to bless somebody else with. You see somebody having a need. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. You don't have to be buying a new Cadillac or whatever. You may be there one day and want to. But... The point that we have something. He will take care of, he orchestrates all this. If we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. That's what he said. Okay. So to look at our notes once again before we leave that part, it says, you choose the blessing with your mouth when you say so. That's what we want to grasp out of this. We are going to choose, and as we, as we have an ear, an ear to hear, as we begin to, begin to apply ourselves, we'll find out, you know, maybe I, maybe I should be doing a little bit more right here. Maybe I ought to be saying so. Because see, the devil will always try to intimidate us. And to the extent that he can, he's hindering our progress. However, the Spirit of God is there to help us, to aid us, and he will do that. He'll even bring the thoughts to us. So we need to be willing to cooperate with him. Resist the devil, and ah, sometimes you take off. No, it doesn't say that, does it? Resist the devil what? He will flee from you. Well, I tried that once, it didn't work. We'll try it a second time. And then we'll get so from where we're not trying it. It's his word. Same way we're going to say so, 
We're going to speak and declare about the blessing of God to be in our life because that's what he told us we could have. It's going to be the same, going to be the same thing as Father the adversary is going to do. We're going to resist the devil and he will flee from us. He has no entrance into our lives. And if he has an entrance for whatever reason, well, then that's upon us to go ahead and do something about that. Find out what the entrance is. And again, the Holy Spirit's well capable of beginning, beginning to show us what and how. It doesn't have to be no major big black sin or something. It could be something where we're not sensitive enough to listen to that area or something, or something new to us. Now, I've certainly had the occasion before over the years when beginning to minister this, and again, just using the Word of God. He's the one who talks about blessing. He's the one who talks about more than enough. He's the one who talks about sinking that blasted boat if that's what it takes. People don't want to hear that. There was a time in my life I didn't want to. I'm, I hate to say it now, but it was true. When, it, when I first started hearing, and I don't know about that, and it was Keith Moore, who was an excellent teacher. Still listen to him to this day. And he was talking about, he's bringing out the Greek words, and he says, that word means excess. I says, oh, don't watch yourself. Don't do that, Keith. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't go to that excess thing. No. That's your limited WAP brain listening to there. He's looking at the word of God and dissecting and revealing it. So what do I do? I go look it up. Man, it says that. So excess? Yeah, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. When our mind's not in sync with what the Word of God is saying in this area, we have to be willing and change. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And so I got changed without question, without a fact, it is in there. Excess is in there. Abundance is in there. Overflow is in there. There are alone. This is who God is. But in order for it to happen in our lives, we have to receive that word. Somebody could have told us about Jesus 50 times. And we want nothing to do with him. Get out of here. Fortunately, that wasn't the case in my life. But, <clears throat> but that can be the case for sure. Well, the Spirit of God is not going to give up on that. Just because you think you're doing a big deal and, and rejecting him one time. Thank God for the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. The Spirit of God will be there again. And a situation will happen. He'll use that situation for good. He'll speak tenderly and kindly to you and begin to show you something. And there becomes a little opening, a little crack, and possibly you're willing to hear and see something. That's all he needs. Uh, he'll, he'll take advantage of that. He will use that. That's what I mean by that. So the goodness of God leads us to repentance. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Gospel of John, chapter 15. Now here we're getting back into the New Testament. Gospel of John chapter 15 verse 5, I note say. We'll read the <clears throat> I'll read the reference from the King James to start with. And if you notice, if you have the translation it shows it, this is in red. So this was the master himself speaking. He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, Jesus was the Christ, he is the Messiah. He is our Savior. He's telling us here, without me, meaning apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, obviously, you can make your own cereal in the morning and make a cup of coffee, but that's not what he's talking about. About the Word of God and things happening in our life, speaking the Spirit and the kingdom of God, apart from him, you're not going to be able to do it on your own. That's why... If we're willing and obedient, if we have an ear to hear, 
then we'll be able to do. We'll see when he guides us, like in this scripture here and other places, and then we'll be obedient to that. We'll have a willingness and desire to speak that, to resist the adversary, don't give him any entrance into our lives, and then the kingdom of God will begin to work and manifest in our life. And again, we're doing this, as I said on the start, this is intended to be a foundation this evening, like we're starting over. And we're going to build many things upon this foundation the next few weeks. <clears throat> I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And when that says, without me, you can do nothing, the Word. Jesus is the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the word. And so we're going to use that word. We're going to receive that word. We're going to minister that word, not only to ourselves, to others. And it's all in, it's going to fall all in line with bringing forth much fruit. <clears throat> Change your priority to become kingdom-minded. Fortunately, we have a good start on that around here. But you know why we have a good start on that around here? Because the kingdom of God, that word of God, has been preached. And we've heard that word again and again coming into our lives, and you see it throughout the New Testament. And so that enables us to go on. That enables us. Change your, change your priority to become kingdom-minded. Now, just because we've heard many good sessions on the kingdom of God doesn't mean we're 100% there right now. How many know God's pretty much unlimited? So, again, we choose to receive and believe. And he will show us more to come. He'll show us more importantly, and in this context, how it applies to us. Your life and my life are not exactly the same in many areas. I may have needs that you do not have. You may have needs that I do not have. I may have a supply that you do not have. You may have a supply that I do not have. And so, but God has tempered the body altogether, has he not? Just like our natural body, you know? <clears throat> Change your priority to become kingdom-minded. It is your choice. Nobody else's choice. It's your choice. If you don't see that as available to you, or if you don't see that as something that you want right now, well, nobody else can really force it upon you anyhow, but even if they did, it wouldn't do any good because it said we had to be willing and obedient. But we can make that choice, that decision in our own lives that we will become more kingdom-minded. That'll be our choice. I can teach it, I can proclaim it, but you must receive it. Now, what does that word receive mean? We have it on the paper there this evening, so. Lamb bano. That's the Greek word. Actually, I didn't put the number down, did I? But I'm pretty sure the, it's, uh, it's in the New Testament, so it's Greek. I think it's uh, G2983, I want to say. But it doesn't make a difference. That's the word right there, lambano. And that literally means, that Greek word means to take and get a hold of. Now, see, Ben didn't see me. I snuck up on him. Now, I got Ben's water bottle. I took it, I got a hold of it. But I'm very gracious, I'll give it back because I got my, own, <laughs> got my own water bottle, thank you very much. But that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to take it and get a hold of it. Look how many scriptures are in that book from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation, the end of it. I mean, there's many, 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 many things in there. You won't learn them all in one day, one year, three years, five years, ten years. But the Spirit of God will reveal to you, same way when the 
building a nice new edifice and they call the masons in, they've got to put all these bricks right in line. So they look great when they're there and a secure foundation or whatever. Well, that didn't happen in a day. It took a little while. But the Spirit of God is not in a hurry. He'll, whatever we will yield to him, whatever we're willing to receive, he'll share that with us. And it'd be like line upon line, precept upon precept. He'll, he will show us. So it's your choice and it's my choice to receive it, to take and get a hold of it. And part of the way, you're actually, I would say probably everybody in here this evening, to some extent, is taking and getting hold of it. You're here, to, you are here, H-E-R-E, to hear, H-E-A-R, about the kingdom of God and the word of God and his blessing and all. Did you ever notice that in that interesting here, H-E-A-R? Well, take the H away, and what letters do you have left? E-A-R. Here. So if we get an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto the church, we are blessed. Because whatever he's saying to us is good, and it's something that we need. <clears throat> 2020 is a year of transition for TCVC. A transition. It means like a change. Transferring from one thing. Well, when you go to the airport and you're going on a long flight, you go into this airport, but you've got to get off on that flight and you've got to get on another flight. So you get a transition. You've got to go from this concourse to that concourse and find the sleep, everything else there. So it's a change. It's a difference. I'm saying as a in this year, 2020, is a transition for TCVC. That means for all of us. Just doesn't mean this building sitting here. Although, you know what? It may mean this building sitting here. Now, I won't tell you where or when, because I do not have enough info on it right now. But there's a building from where I come from that I call home up to here, TCVC, it looks like it might be a good building for us. Well, just because you think it's a good building doesn't mean it's God's will. I understand that thoroughly. But that's why I've been praying about it. But as pastors told you before, if something comes up to you and you reject it maybe, you'll come back again. And again, you'll come back again. Well, I went by that building again today on my way up here. I says, when are you going to go in there and look at that building? I mean, I'll go to that building and talk to it. I've learned a little bit more now. I remember when I was, when I was young, well, I don't mean I'm that old, but when I was young, <coughs> I was working in this service station. That's what I had for a job, pumping gas or whatever. And we'll make this quick. I got a, because I was diligent and all, well, then all of a sudden, they made me assistant manager of that gas station. And this company had many gas stations in the area. So there was a nice one out in the area they call Northgate. Nice one. So my wife and I talked about it. I said, let's go out there at night. Well, why are you going out there at night? Because I want to go talk to that building. I don't want people to see me think I'm a wacko or whatever. So <laughs> they certainly probably would have thought I was a wacko. But anyhow, <coughs> my wife and I went out there and spoke to that building. This fellow, I want this service station. I don't want me to be the assistant manager in that one. I want this one. But the guy that had that service station, meaning he was running it from this company they worked with, he was one of the top guys. And so I figured, man, well, we got that to contend with. Well, I says, what's that got to do with it? So anyhow, make a long story short, within two months, I was in that gas station. You know what? I was surprised. <laughs> you what? You big man faith and power. I was surprised. I said, what in the world? Look at this here. Hey, Lambano, take it and get a hold of it. So, <clears throat> The point being, God has something for you and I. It is always good. It is always more than enough because that 
is who he is. <clears throat> so it's a year of transition for TCVs here. It's a year of expansion. When a lady, pastor was talking Sunday about a lady bearing a child. Well, when a lady bears a child, doesn't she intend, I mean, not that she intends, but doesn't she begin to expand a little bit? Pretty much so from what I've seen, so. <clears throat> Expansion. Bringing something forth. Tell you, God's got something great in mind for TCVC for 2020. He absolutely does. TCVC is made up of human beings. Made up of his children. And we have an ear to hear what the Spirit says under the church and we're willing and obedient, he's the one that orchestrates everything. He's the one that causes these things come to pass. So we'll be open to hear from him from what he does. It's a year of growth in the kingdom of God. And I said it that way purposely. The kingdom of God is tremendously important. And we are blessed to have a regular dieter hearing teaching on the kingdom of God. And those teachings are coming from the word of God. They're coming from both the Old and New Testament that he's sharing with us. But we are blessed to be able to hear that. And so God wants to give us more. <clears throat> we can become what God has gifted and purposed us to be. Again, I had Pastor teach on that recently. There's a destiny for us when we're brought through. He knows all about that. We don't, for sure, for many, many, many years. It may take some of us quite a few years to ever catch a clue of what our destiny or our gifting may be. But after a while, even when we're slow, he can help us to understand that. Well, he wants your gifting, your place, your purpose in the body of Christ to flourish, for it also to be in abundance more than enough for your life and overflow into somebody else's life. You have things in your life that other people don't have. But that's, that's by design again. You will have things in your life that I don't have in my life. Well, then I need your gift then. The goodness of God. <clears throat> we can become what God has gifted and purposed us to be. The Holy Spirit is our guide, comforter, and teacher. Our part in this process is if you be willing and obedient. It's really a pretty easy entrance exam, is it not? Are you willing to give the word of God entrance into your life? And then are you willing to obey what he shows us. And it is easy. It does not have to be a hard thing. Because see, what it really comes from, we all have a will. Well, I ain't going there. I ain't doing that. Well, that's fine. That's your choice. But when it comes to the thing, the kingdom of God, we want to be willing and obedient to what the Spirit of God wants to show us. It wants to do through us, to us, and for us. Okay, move right along here. Matthew chapter 6. Oh, we're getting over in the New Testament again. So. Matthew chapter 6, verses 30 through 34. <clears throat> we'll, read the <clears throat> we'll read the scriptures first, I think, and we'll go back to our notes. There are some <clears throat> notes there mentioning some things. Again, you'll see it's in red. Jesus is speaking, Matthew 6.30, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, and we're going to pause on that one right there. Put your eyes on that 31st verse again, if you will. 
It says, therefore, take no thought saying, guess how you take a thought. Right in that verse, by saying. That thought will come to you. He says, you ain't no good. You, you screwed up here. You messed up there. You didn't even, you didn't fast this week, did you? Whatever's going to come, whatever kind of story it is. He's going to give you a thought. It is always to deter you. It is not to help you. He's trying to hinder you because he knows that you're in the kingdom of God. And you're willing, willing obedient for God's word in his kingdom. And so he's going to do something to try to hinder you. Take no thought saying. When he comes along and brings this, well, you can't do this. And you did this and you shouldn't have done that. And God doesn't like that or whatever. Don't be saying those words. Don't give them entrance into your life. The Bible says it this way. Give no place to the devil. Well, what do you mean give no place? What am I ever going to give him anything? Well, give no place to the devil means he's always trying to find the place. And if he can get you thinking, oh, you know, actually, you know something? I think I did screw that up or whatever don't agree with him. Give no place to the devil because if you don't give place to the devil, he can't get one because greater is he that's in you than he... Th Thank you. That means we got seven minutes, folks. I don't have to stop immediately. If I can't find a way to get to that thing to shut it up, I don't know. But. Well, that's all right. I don't care if it comes on at 8.29 again anyhow because I want to get done on time. So, <clears throat> All right. Take no thought saying, and do not entertain doubt. This is back on your boots again. Do not entertain doubts. Sometimes we can doubt ourselves. We can wonder about something. Recognize that is not from the Holy Spirit. That's from the kingdom of darkness. And so give it no place. Do not entertain doubt. Uh... Uh, Matthew 6.31, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in all these things may possibly come along someday. No, it doesn't say that, does it? Notice again, he's saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God. God's way of doing things is always, in the context we're looking at it, more than enough. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself, Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. <clears throat> that word thought is more than or just a fleeting thought that went through your head. And you'll see it in this context here. It's already, that same word thought has been mentioned a few times. It means to be anxious, to be troubled with cares. That's when he says, take no thought. Because see, again, the adversary is the one that's bringing that thought of doubt, trying to hinder you, trying to bring an impediment into your life in this area as you're seeking the kingdom of God. But don't have thoughts doubting, don't have thoughts about worry or lack or whatever. Do not give those thoughts place in your life. Well, what am I going to do? That's the case. He's telling me I don't have enough money. I don't have money. Seek first the kingdom of God. Find out the power of the word of God that we just read above here, what he's going to do, how he's going to guide us and all, and cause us to have more than enough. The greatest thing we can do is resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Say, so why do we spend so much time on him tonight? Because he's there always trying to hinder you and I. You think he wants to see you and I become abundant and more than enough in the area of finances? 
I mean, you get the love of God shed abroad in your heart, you're going to be willing and wanting to help some people when you see the need they have, whatever. And you now have the wherewithal to do that. Well, that's Jesus. God is love. And so that's what he wants. So the adversary is going to try to hinder us. Recognize that that is him. Do not give him entrance. Do not give him place in your life. God loves you. The Holy Spirit's leading and guiding us. He's going to show us how to partake in this kingdom of God and work for abundance to be in our lives, to be in this fellowship life, to be in the other lives that we can touch. That is his will. That is his purpose. <clears throat> Instead of taking those thoughts that are negative, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So forget the death and choose the life. Forget the lack, choose the blessing. It's in the power of our tongue. That word power is hand. You control things with your hand. And so we control things with our speech. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. They're in the hand of the tongue. And he wants us to use that. Okay, let's look at the book of uh, Joshua here. Joshua 1.8. And we'll close with this probably. <clears throat> Joshua 1.8, reading it. It says, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy bookcase, out of thy bedside table. This book of the law shall not part out of thy mouth, thy yap. The mouth, we eat with it, but we speak with it as well. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then God may make your way prosperous, and then you may have a good day. Well, what does it say there now? I mean, can this be real? that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And my Bible says, for then thou shall make thy way prosperous. And then thou shall have good success. That's God's design. That's God's plan. The pastor ministered this on a while ago. Wasn't Joshua the ones that stood up and told him, we're well able. We can take that second. Let's go get it. And the other ones are giving bad reports. Well, they had still go there and do it, but you see the miraculous supply and intervention that God furnished them with so that they could take that land. He wants to do exactly the same thing for your life and my life in this area that we're talking about. For then thou shalt have good success, and thou shalt make thy way prosperous. <clears throat> and the word meditate there means to utter to mutter, to speak. It doesn't necessarily mean laying in bed with your eyes closed and going, hmm, if you can do that and you get something out of it, whatever. But that word meditate means to utter, to mutter, to speak. What do you suppose you're going to be uttering, muttering, and speaking? The word of God. The promise that he's given you, especially when the Holy Spirit brings some thoughts to your mind that you hadn't been thinking of before and you recognize, wow, look at this, it goes together. Well, that's good news. So that's what he wants us to do. This is all by his design. All by his design. And he will make it work. Did you happen to hear my other alarm go off? Because no. I didn't. But that's good. Anyway, I mean, it's all right, but it was supposed to go off at 829. So guess what? It's probably not the alarm. It's what they call the operator whenever it's happened. So, but we're good. It's 8.30. So let's pray and thank God for what we have. Father, I thank you for our time together this evening. I thank you for these lives that are willing and that are obedient, that do have an ear to hear what the Spirit says under the church. We receive your word. It's, your word says to receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. Father, we thank you for our time together, and we thank you that all of us have received something this evening, that the Spirit of God is going to refresh our memories with, is going to begin to show us some more and more.
because we're being willing and obedient. We're being diligent to your word. And I thank you for your grace upon all of us and upon this fellowship. And we receive it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.